0: I'm Jay Sorensen.
1: I am Trent Licklider.
0: And this is the In the Field Podcast. This is the In the Field Podcast, brought to you by Pheasant Bonanza. All right. This is our first one, so we're just going to start off with how who we are and what we're about. So, Trent, how did you get into hunting?
1: Let's see here. It starts uh, way back. My uh, my dad and my mother they both hunt, so that's how I got started. I uh, come from a long line of uh, hunting tradition, and I shot my first uh, my first pheasant when I was eight shot my first goose when I was 10, first deer at 12, so I've been hunting my whole life. My dad uh he took me out when he was uh archery hunting, when archery and deer hunting, and uh I know he didn't stand a chance to hit anything, but uh he still took me and that's what got my love for it uh, started.
0: Uh my parents never hunted. Um I got it all from my grandpa and he was handicapped, so he could hunt out of a pickup. So you learned how to road hunt? Yes. So, none of that really helped me. I had to go out and figure it. I actually had to hunt right. Um, So, when I went out and sat, I was sitting by myself at 12. It was was quite the experience. So, neither mom and dad hunted? Nope. And then, after that, uh, my cousin, best friend growing up, we kind of taught ourselves everything else, the um, duck hunting. We would leave 11 o'clock after a football game on a Friday night, go set public land and we would wait for some of the best hunters to come up. You know, if they had a trailer, they had to be pretty good. We would claim the best spot, and then we would pick and choose who we wanted to hunt with us.
1: Was that all public land, or was that private? All public. I did a little bit of that during college, because I didn't have any places to hunt, but it was uh, a lot of, like you said, a lot of late nights, early mornings, sleeping in trucks, uh, trying to stay warm, and then trying to figure out where to hunt on public places. Yeah.
0: So... Um, you went to college. You got a teaching degree.
1: Is that right? I have a teaching, uh, special ed, and elementary ed, and then I have a coaching endorsement as well.
0: So how did that transfer into running a, a peasant hunting lodge?
1: You mean the special ed or... Uh, no. <laughs> oh, I, I, okay. You know who I work with, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I have a heart for, uh, for education, and uh, for me... It was dog training that brought me into this uh, industry, and I was uh, training dogs on the side as I was uh, uh, working some sales with Ditch Witch of Omaha. Long story short, I was uh, guiding a little bit up here at Pheasant Bonanza, actually, and then I got into training part-time, and back in 2007, I was asked to take the general manager position, and it's all history from there.
0: So this is the only place you've ever guided at?
1: This is the only place I've ever guided.
0: Oh, we got that in common.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. No, um, you know, back in the day when I was from central Nebraska out by Hastings and Harvard area, and uh we would always get out of state hunters from Michigan and you know, from all over. And so my dad and I, we would take those guys out, but it was not formal guiding. It was more, here's the Milo field, this is how we're going to hunt it, and basically push it out. So that was that was the guiding experience I had.
0: So I graduated college and I'm delivering hot tubs. Bad time to graduate during the middle of COVID, so there wasn't a lot of hiring. I'm running this warehouse, and I just screw up on this hot tub. I know I'm going to get ripped out for it. I'm like, this sucks. There has to be something better out there. I just Google searched um, hunting guy job. I'm swifting through uh, Montana, a couple places in Florida. and I'm like, I can't just move. I got a girlfriend, family's here. (laughs) Then all of a sudden, pheasant bonanza in Tecama. I'm like, I've heard of that place my uncle Mark loves it. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: I hope I hope he's listening. Mark, we'd love to have you come back out.
0: <laughs> and um so I it was on Indeed or something like that. I hit apply and it just sent in my resume. I'm like, "Oh crap. That has nothing of hunting experience on it." So I quickly call and uh Sherry answers and she goes, "Yeah, just t- uh send in what you got and uh we'll do an interview on Wednesday." I'm like, "Okay." Uh came in for the interview. She gave me the job in 15 minutes. I was never more happy to talk to my old boss uh, than the whole, I guess, four months I was working there. Came in and just been learning off of you ever since.
1: Well, you know, it's kind of funny because uh, I give credit to Sherry on a lot, a lot of the last few hires. But uh, I said, uh, you know, what do you think? She goes, well, I hired him. I said, you hired him on the spot? She's like, yeah, we had an interview. I hired him. I said, "All right, yeah. If, if he's a win to you, I guess he's a win to me." So I trusted her, and it's been a good been a good hire.
0: So let's circle back to dog training. What piqued your interest there?
1: You know, it was always. Uh, so I got started in. Uh, excuse me I'll back up I had Labradors and German Shorthairs mainly labs growing up but um, for me it was hunt test and I I really liked the competition aspect of it and I was going to college um, at Dana College there in Blair I was uh, working out wrestling and working full-time and I got married early in in my, uh, I, I was a junior in college and got married. So got married early and no, there was not a kid on the way. It was just a old school way of, uh, um, dating. Our parents were both, uh, uh very adamant that we, uh, we don't live together. And so we respected that and we got married, uh, back in, uh, I, I gotta be careful here, 2005, <laughs> actually 2004. I gotta, I gotta check that one. <laughs> darn it you caught me no uh but anyways uh um so the dog training it was just a i love the competition aspect of it it was uh something i could do in the off season from hunting and be able to extend my hunting season out train these dogs to basically um do some pretty neat things in the in the hunt test world and i had a guy uh there he actually he was one of the judges but he was not judging at the time and he came up to me and he said uh I had a puppy in my, in my arms and my wife was there and I rolled in just, just observing. I was down by Lincoln at the um, Nebraska hunt test and long story short, uh, he asked me if I had a lot of money. I said, no, sir, I don't. He said, do you have a pro trainer? I said, no, I'm going to train my own dogs. And he straight up told me, he said, I, you will not make it in this, in this industry And so ever since then, I've been pretty motivated to make it in this industry, and he was the judge that handed me uh, one of my title ribbons on on Deuce, which was one of the dogs we had here when I first came back in 2007. So it was kind of a neat story of how I got started and and, uh, what really sparked my fire. Um, I really, I don't like to be told that I can't do something because I'm just going to take the names and I'm going to do it anyway, so... (laughs) So that's how that that's how that got going.
0: And then I just picked off of what you were teaching at the time you came in and kind of helped me. It was really nice coming in because I had dogs from all sorts of levels to really put the puzzle pieces together. You know, most people, they get a puppy and they got to train it up through if they're doing it by themselves. And they don't always know what that next step is where I had a dog at the next step and I could figure that out.
1: And I think that's kind of neat is, uh, w- when we are training and, and even in our kennel, you can go back to right now and you're going to have an eight week old puppy or even younger than that all the way up until, um, up into the master level of, uh, of the lab. So I think that's a neat, um, neat thing to just be able to reflect on and kind of see where every dog needs to be and should be at every age and um, experience level.
0: So you have one thing to hunt for the rest of your life. What's, what is it going to be?
1: if i one species or just one is a you going birds and mammals
0: one species oh the birds one's easy because there's a whole bunch of birds to hunt
1: yeah you know what i (laughs) i'm gonna have to keep going back to this but i love pheasant hunting like it's it's what i obviously uh, uh grew up doing the most but i've always had this uh passion of uh waterfowl and so i'm gonna say Um, ducks are so much fun when when they're coming in and they're locked up that's one of the reasons that i don't do a lot of uh waterfowl guiding is one one i'm a terrible caller number two um i love it so much i don't want it i don't i don't want to ruin that for myself i i want it to still be fun for me and uh this year i did not get to go out at all um we had a couple trips planned but uh they both canceled uh due to just flight issues but uh i would say i I love waterfowl hunting i think that's uh something that kind of gets my mind off of everything and as long as i am seeing birds i'm happy i don't have to shoot them i just like to see
0: them seeing an 80 year old turn into a six-year-old kid in the blind some of that and then um the goofy things ducks and ducks do my favorite geese watching a canadian flip a whole 180 upside down just to slam back down to the ground is one of my favorite things and listening to the dogs whine when they're coming in just really gets me going.
1: You know, I would have to say one of my uh, most fun hunts to date has definitely been a crane hunt that I did last year. And uh, we'll, you'll meet cash here this spring, uh, Jason, and you'll be able to talk to him a little bit about it, but that this crane, they are easy to, uh, to flare (laughs) they're they're hard to deceive and uh they are just just crazy crazy smart but uh it was so fun shooting a a limited cranes that's something i've never done before and uh it was a, a awesome experience last january
0: did they run dogs on that or no Yeah,
1: Cash has a little female that is just mad at cranes, and uh, there was no goggles needed because this dog would just come up right behind them, and they'd even flare up, and she'd find a way to outsmart them or uh, outmove them, I guess, and she was very agile, and she would kill them before she brought them back, so she she hated them
0: so everyone um this is just the first episode uh we'll be talking about a whole bunch of topics um a lot of dog training habitat uh waterfowl hunts deer hunts stuff like that um if you have any suggestions for us hit up uh, hit us up on instagram at pheasant bonanza or you can hit me up at Jay Sornson. um pb has uh some openings on turkey hunts yet this year uh our snow goose season's coming up cash is coming up that should be a home run and then uh our upland hunting ends april 15th so just because the wild bird season ends doesn't mean you and your dog have to quit going out
1: you know and and that's one thing too uh, we'll hit on uh all this stuff but if if you want to come out and do some unguided stuff our memberships it's really the way to go and if you're a new member we will prorate it so that you are uh you're not having to pay for the whole year on your first year, especially this late in the season. So we'd love to have you again. We'd love to hear some topics uh, that would interest you. And we're going to, uh, we're right here. We're walking in the field daily and, and uh, you can kind of see a different side of, uh, of the
0: view. This is the in the field podcast brought to you by Pheasant Bonanza. Bonanza.